episode 207 of the Saturn Studs podcast. I'm Kurt, joined once again this week by my very toit, toit co-hosts, Peter and Jake. It's the lost and found respect edition of the cast. It's, you know, find yourself worth. Deposited in a safe deposit box. Gather interest on it after 70 years and come back as the fucking hero of the land. Or not. I don't fucking know. That's the story of Legend of Zelda. That's some good financial time. That's right. Is that what they do? They just put their dignity in in like a fucking uh, 10 year index fund? Wonder what the gains on that are. I mean, I guess Link is there. (laughs) If you want to be Link, is that? (laughs) Sure. Wonk. (laughs) As always, we're coming at you live from uh, a ship shaped like boobs. Oops. And we're gonna do that bit again. <laughs> I don't even remember. In no way, the the boobs in no way resemble smoked meats. No, that's not why they call it a rack at all. That would never, you know, be an Austin Powers joke that you'd find in a deleted scene. No, no, never. And we would never riff on on that if we had, you know, improved it. The international so, censors you know, would crack down on us. You know how the algorithm. Yeah. Yeah, smoke meats are off the menu. YouTube is vegan. Yes. In, in no way are we trying to elude that that ribs are can be found in the cups of braziers. No. No, no. Or, nor that that was the purpose for which they were invented. Yeah. Obviously for support and to help out women with back issues. And so. definitely not a depository for the bones. I no. This is a weird, a weird side tangent, but there's like, I've, I've been like mentally, like psychically impregnated with a, like a fucking commercial for Toots. You know, you ever heard of a restaurant Toots? No, that sounds really disrespectful. Toots has the ribs for you. (laughs) Uh, Is that like? You know, a Hooters franchisier went rogue. No, it's like a just a Tennessee comfort food restaurant. Toots. Toots Burger. What's their specialty? Toots. Toots. Oh, is it Toots or Toots? I I call it Toots. But that might be my my New York coming through. Toots. Eh. Toots. Toots. You're going to get the Toots. <laughs> You're going to go get it's the Toots burger. <laughs> the oh. Toots burger. Oh. That's actually priced very well. Half pound bacon cheeseburger. Honestly, it is. Good. Usually when you get a bacon cheeseburger, like from five guys, they're like, all right, give us your firstborn. <laughs> and then you eat it, and ten minutes later, you're like, cut it out of me! Cut it out! <laughs> it's instantly the scene from Alien. <laughs> you just flop over on the table, and it bursts out of you. <laughs> Thank you! Come again! <laughs> it's a hot ball of lead in my stomach. <laughs> Here at Five Guys, we kill you. <laughs> I've never once eaten at Five Guys and been very happy with the decision. Oh, I always. But there's so many times that I've been like, I really need to get Five Guys because that sounds really good, like a greasy cheeseburger. Yeah, it always sounds good. Yeah, they have a milkshake, and then I get done eating it, and I 
sit in silence on the way home. <laughs> like just no radio. The windows are Hello, open. Darkness, my old friend. And I just I just contemplate my life. <laughs> And clench my butthole. I have, I have fine because it's running through me. <laughs> yeah, sounds of silence plays as the camera slowly pans in on my face, and I realize I've made a horrible mistake. I seem to have avoided this. I don't know. Maybe I, I think I just stop when I don't want to eat anymore. I'm just like, yeah, I know I paid like what? six bucks for this burger with three toppings that are just basic ass <laughs> toppings, and I've only eaten half of it, but I'm good. We're gonna wrap this up. Yeah, you're you're the guy. I've seen you uh, like eat a Big Mac over the course of several hours. You, if, you're a very uh, different type of eater. I would call it lugubrious. Uh, what's the word for chewing? That isn't chewing. Uh, masticator. I'm a lugubrious. I'm a lugubrious masticator. It makes lunch really interesting. Every set, like every, whenever we're done with this show, I get lunch right after, and it takes me hours to finish it. And it's four o'clock when I'm done with lunch, and I'm like, now I can start my afternoon. <laughs> oh boy, that I was feel a, like Caligula. That, that was a journey. <laughs> I just. Toots makes let's that's the that's the slag line right here. That's the tagline and the slag line. Toots makes you feel like Caligula. <laughs> have, so, a, have a four-hour lunch at Toots. I'm still looking at this Toots menu, and and I realize they call them chicken fingers here. I thought chicken fingers was like a like a New York thing. Well, it's calling them chicken fingers, chicken tenders. Yeah, usually they're like chicken tenders, and yeah, I don't know. I think I mean. I think that's like diffused out into other parts of the world. I hope so. Cuz I love me some chicken fingers, not chicken tenders. But for what it's worth, here in New Jersey, I have yet to encounter a menu that refers to it as chicken fingers. Mm, so weird. Same here. They're not chicken fingers here, they're chicken tenders. Or chicken selects. <laughs> Sentimental fool for my chicken selects. You're not gonna pay a lot for this, but you're gonna feel like you did. (laughs) Chicken selects. Only I love how they like McDonald's like presented that as like this premium fucking product (laughs) by putting regular ass chicken tenders in a fucking gold box. (laughs) They they appealed to the adult audience and eight year old me. Was down, was there for it. He's like, I'm an adult. Yeah, because that's eat. what you get. You're like, I don't fucking eat chicken nuggets anymore. I'm too old for Get those McNuggets out of here. We're a chicken selects guy now. And then you grow up and you realize, oh, wait. Yeah, chicken nuggets. Yeah, yeah you realize you're, you come back to the light. Yeah. The prodigal son returns and chicken nuggets just waiting there with open arms. You can get so, you know, 40. You'd be back. You can get 40 nuggets for $12. I did it the other night. You can... Oh, that's that's crazy. I could I I always think about it, but I never pull a trigger on nuggets. Uh, I split it with three people. Don't worry. That's fair. <laughs> not, a, not an animal. <laughs> I'm I'm an animal who's eaten an entire forty piece nuggets by himself. My you can friend eat and them. I tried to eat fifty together, but we didn't we didn't make it. <laughs> you can dunk them. I'm shocked that I I mean it was granted it wasn't like it, in one sitting. It was a Peter sort of yeah. Like for the course of a couple hours, but I ate forty by myself. 
Yeah. Fucking. Oh. Goldmember? Oh, yeah. Product placement? Goldmember? <laughs> they didn't product place at all. It wasn't like they're. It's. I mean, that's. Goldmember made a lot. They, it cost a lot of money, and they had to raise a lot of money with advertisers. <laughs> what a fucking movie. Um, before- yeah, it's a lot. So we did the first two Austin Powers movies previously as part of uh, 90s winter and then a special supplemental episode because we had nothing else to do. So we hadn't, we hadn't really... We'd kicked around the idea of doing Goldmember every now and then, uh, but the timing just felt right now because we have a few potential things in the background that we're trying to sort out if we want to do them or not. Uh, mm-hmm. But and this was like quick and easy, readily available for everyone to view. And it ties up a nice loose end we've had hanging out for several months now. Yeah. it's It's been floating in space and we're, we're pulling it out. Um, First you were frozen, then you were in space, now you're in jail. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's it's so quotable. It's it's a fucking yeah, classic that, out here. Uh, there was a yeah. lot of classic stuff that I remember, and I was like just a trip down memory lane with this stuff. And there was a lot of people yeah. who I didn't realize were in it. Yeah, <laughs> there was a lot of cameos, a lot of yeah, a lot of just celebrity. Like I'm in this movie. It's a big. It's a big deal, and I'm here for it. But you know who wasn't all here for it? Al Capone. Because he had syphilis and went fucking insane. (laughs) Which leads us into our trailer watch. Our one trailer to watch. The one trailer that we we watched. It's it's a classier, (laughs) lower quantity, higher quality. You gotta play the fancy music. Welcome to... Trailer observations. <laughs> and then the fucking velvet curtains comes up and I'm wearing the same shit. <laughs> and a lace ascot. Drinking out of a goblet. Excuse me. We're going to talk about Capone. Starring Thomas Hardy. Mm. Thomas Hardesky. Um, it's just like a pimp cup. This is not a goblet. And Matt, <laughs> I Matt Dillon. I'm still trying to get my large party ass goblet. All right. Um, Al Capen. Yeah, Al Capen gets compared to Hitler, and uh, they're like, he's gone. He's got like total dementia. And I'm like, is this like a syphilis thing? <laughs> That was my first thought. I'm like, well, he had syphilis. That's how he died. Mm-hmm. So this I, this looks to be like the story of the end of Capone, sort of like public life. Mm-hmm. The untold story of Al Capone that I'm sure never actually happened. Yeah, they say based on a true story. I I feel like it was inspired by a... When they say a, based on a true story, they mean there's a guy... Named Al Capone once. <laughs> it was inspired by something they thought they heard out of a comic book that resembled his name. So they're like, yeah, let's make it the Capone movie. <laughs> um, so it, what it seems like is like the FBI wants to just get dirt on Capone. And they're like, he has dementia. He's probably going to tell us everything now. Yeah. And Tom Hardy is Al Capone. And he looks 
like gold member in this. <laughs> yeah, what is he looks worse than gold member, to be honest. Part of that is, you know, I guess intentional, but I don't know how much of it is like unintentional because he looks very, very uh, liquid rubbery. <laughs> you know, he's got the he's, he's got a bad Mission Impossible mask on. He's yes, they made the mask with flex seal. Uh, so I don't know how uh, I don't think Tom Hardy looks a whole lot like Al Capone. They just I feel like they just did his hair to look like Capone. Yeah, probably. That's it. He looks like he looks like the fucking penguin out here. Let me let me show you this image. <laughs> he was the wrong he was the Capone wrong looks guy. Like the yeah. Fucking yeah, look no, at this. This is fucking cobble pot right here. <laughs> oh yeah, Tom Hardy looks like or, uh, Penguin. That yeah. doesn't look like Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you mean mini me? Hey asshole. Can we do the oh we'll do the sequel to twins with different twins except one of them is still Danny DeVito. It's Tom Hardy and Danny. Well, they, and Danny Vito has no coloring like in his hair. It's gray. They were going to do triplets. I say they don't. They're just like. Well, it was going to be, I think, Schwarzenegger and DeVito again. And then they were going to add a black guy. And he was going to be the triplet. Kevin Hart. That's. I, it was one of the weigh-ins, I think. It's pretty solid. Mm. That sounds like something a Wayne's brother would do. They have no dignity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They lost it after uh, Scary Movie. All the Scary Movie movies. It was specifically, I think, Scary Movie 5 was the one where people seemed to wake up and they're like, wait, these movies well, are shit. All of them, yeah. Well, the first one or two were pretty good. But um, fucking... It was just what you saw all these parody movies. It's like yeah. from two of the six writers of Scary Movie, and you know those two <laughs> writers are Marlon and Damien Wayans. <laughs> Disaster movie from friends of two of the uh, other writers of one of the Scary Movie movies that knew some guy that worked on the set. <laughs> it's like, we, like they just wanted to associate the name of the movie with that, and it's they they just fell apart. You know what the worst part of all this is? There is someone who has a tradition where they marathon watch all of those movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're white. <laughs> and I'm mad about it. I'm mad about it. Because <laughs> you know it's true. I don't want to bring race into it, but that's just something <laughs> that we do. <laughs> just like, Just like a dad who's like, Ready to leave and grabs his keys and is like, "All right, kids, let's skedaddle." <laughs> it's just something we do. I don't know. I've said it before. I'm upset at myself. Is it bad that when you said dad gets ready to leave, I thought you meant like leave his family, <laughs> a broken home? <laughs> you know, when your dad leaves for milk and never comes back. <laughs> Let's skedaddle. Let's skedaddle, and then he leaves you at the gas station. 
and you see his Dodge Ram pull away without you in it. And you're like, Dad, where are you going? I'm still here. And then you were taught about sexuality by truckers. <laughs> it hasn't been the same since. <laughs> Ah, uh, yes. We are all terrible people. <laughs> Jake's Peter dabbing just his, his fucking Peter. afflicted eyes. My leaky I'm, eye. I'm speaking cursed tongues in the fucking comments. The difference between... We're all terrible people, but the difference between uh, the three of us is that Peter is the only one smart enough not to commit this to tape. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> get me, That's get why me on he had the fraud. best grades. That's you just gotta hide your indiscretions. You just gotta put them in a box or a trunk, and then cut them up in plastic bags and spread them around the city. Put a little, put a little sodium hydroxide in there. It'll get the bones. Is it bad that I kind of want to do a scary movie marathon now? Don't yes. worry. I, it, I'm it, so white. <laughs> <laughs> I'm upset with myself now. No, I get it. The urge came to me as well. It's like looking over the edge of the Grand Canyon. Just the void. The void calls to you. <laughs> I get it. I get it. It's like getting your W-2s in and then just wanting to file your tax returns. It's just something... <laughs> It's just that's something that, that white people urge, man. I don't know. Uh, it's like buying a weapon and deciding to register it. It's just something that white people do. Shit, white people. Gets an email from TurboTax. Oh, my credit score went up. I wonder what it is. That's just something white people do. Uh, oh, just gonna just going to scoop by you here. Now they say that's a Midwestern thing, but we do it here too. I fucking see. I've seen it. Just gonna scoot. Excuse me. Pardon me. Come oh through. God. Uh, we don't have mosquitoes. We have skeeters. It's just something white people have. Apparently, Daddy Long Legs. This is not. It's not even like cultural divides. This is just like regional divides now. Like Daddy Long Legs means like five different things depending on where you're from. Because we have little, they're little tiny spiders, which are just like they, they diddle around in your bathroom and their body's the size of the head of a pin. And just like, okay. And then some places it's like a fucking deadly ass, like tarantula type deal. Just yeah. diddle problems. In bathroom. No, that's called my Uncle Freddy. <laughs> just diddles around in the bathroom when I'm in there and I'm like, get away. Then you find out later that he wasn't actually related to you or your family. <laughs> that's someone that's no something that everyone can relate was. to the that's when he was like call me daddy long legs <laughs> <laughs> i was like no i don't want to diddle around my Go home, Call you my leave. daddy long legs. I'd really rather not. <laughs> Can I go pee without you here? <laughs> and that's when I bought the lawnmower 3.0. <laughs> 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 
This joke is brought to you by Manscaped? What the yeah. fuck? <laughs> also use it as a personal protection device against daddy long legs diddling around in your bathroom. Clear that brush. That intimidating brush right out of there. What Satiate him with some anti-chafing Paul deodorant. Oh my god. Where do we go? What what just happened? I took a turn. I took a turn. I don't think I'm ready to come back from if we were if we were actually sponsored by Manscaped, this would be the perfect and they could just retire from sponsorships because that would be the perfect ad segue. Like, you could do no better. You need Manscaped. You need to retroactively send us money for that. Do the right thing. (laughs) Spike Lee's do the right thing. If this is anything, it's an audition to Manscaped. (laughs) Look, look what we can do for you. 206 episodes of biding our time. (laughs) All this time we've been trying to get that sweet, sweet quip money when it was really Manscaped that we really should have been getting down on our knees for. (laughs) (laughs) To inspect the closeness of the shave from your lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. I'm just here to witness it. Oh, man. Now that's a smooth trim. <laughs> Why? Why aren't you people sending us money? What about this? Do you not want associated with your corporate image? <laughs> oh, look, we'll do a live stream and demonstrate. I'm willing to do that. <laughs> I will shave my balls <laughs> on Twitch <laughs> for this. <laughs> Gets, goes out, buys a baseball, and just glues a bunch of like fur to it. It's like, look at it! I'm shaving my ball. I am that white. I, I'm not violating the community guidelines, technically. <laughs> All right. That's well, some funny shit. So, that's Capone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Go see Tom Hardy May 17th <laughs> or whatever is coming out. May 12th, supposedly. May 12th, Press po- X to doubt. <laughs> yeah, okay. May 12th. It's um, going to be straight t- to Amazon Prime. Tie a nice little bow on that one. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um. <sighs> Let's uh let's look at the follow-up. We have a new box office king. Um, it's Swallow. The movie about a pregnant woman that mysteriously starts swallowing dangerous objects. Oh, let me um oh, this Is that reminds me. Really? Yeah. Oh, oh, you doubt me? From the Swallow IMDB page. 
Hunter, a newly pregnant housewife, finds herself increasingly compelled to consume dangerous objects. As her husband and his family tighten their control over her, she must confront the dark secret behind her new obsession. Why the fuck did they make a movie out of... Uh... I believe it's called Pika. <laughs> yeah. Uh... That... That's just the strange addiction on TLC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm trying to look. Wait a second. I'm trying and to find the R.L. Stein story, which this was ripped from. Uh, uh, there's another movie that's even worse called The Other Lamb. Um, I feel like it's religious. A yes. girl born into an all-female female cult led by a man in their compound begins to question his teachings and her own reality. Yep, She's got a solid... Five point zero on IMDb. Usually that happens. Usually, uh, in cults, when things start to go awry, people start to question. So, see that. Just so you guys Ghost. know, they made oh, an R.L. Stein story about Pike. They <laughs> 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 oh, got a magic curse that makes them eat non-food material. Ooh, bugs and dirt and stuff. Yep, that's spooky. Look, he's even turning green because he's sick. The best, uh, the best way to survive an all R.L. Stein book is to be over the age of eighteen. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Then you, then you just don't see monsters. <laughs> yeah, just nothing ever happens to you. Your life is perfect and without incident. <laughs> Dad, there's a monster downstairs. Well, you bit my hand off. I, I, I don't have time for this, Billy. I have to, I have to go to work at the, the business office. There's a soup can full of goo that turns all my, turns all my clothes into fucking scorpions. Uh, Don't worry about it, son. Childish, childish behavior. You must grow up to be a businessman. I never got any of like the big famous ones. Any of big R.L. Stein. I had like the one where I turned into a bee. I had this. I had the one where the boy fucking got. Like impregnated by an alien, started laying eggs. That was fucking weird. Um, someone had an experience with that and grew up and had preferences. <laughs> <laughs> I got the the they mon- and they alone. <laughs> the monster blood, whereupon kids enact a gray goose scenario by accident in a fucking coffee can. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember watching the um the the mask one was a classic of mine, and then uh, there was one where uh, there was about plants and some shit. <laughs> like the adult was like a botanist, and there were like evil plants. Oh, does anyone turn into a plant in that one? I believe so. Okay, like, that's starting to ring a bell. Turning into I a just... plant and getting a mask, haunted mask. I think I only ever have. I never read any of the Goosebump things. I remember vaguely my grandpa, grandpa reading like one of the Choose Your Own Adventure ones to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have like, I remember a couple of the endings, but like no context with them whatsoever. <laughs> Stay out of the basement. Ah. Uh, st- Oh, nifty. 
<clears throat> yeah, I, I remember that very well. Oh, jeez. Where are we at? Oh, lamb? Yeah, other lamb. So, Swallow, both in one theater. Uh, Swallow brought in $1,986. Uh, the other lamb brought in 1689 Yeah, oh. these are... These are pretty good takes, I think, for one theater. Yeah, yeah but Swallow seems to have been out for a while, so we may have missed it like when it first was released in March. Yeah, this looks like a re-release. Because it has uh, 29,000 domestic and then worldwide is yeah. 63. But it seems like it was an international film. Yeah. Because only people from Europe probably swallow stuff when they're pregnant. Suffer from pica and shit like that. That's how you get babies born with a silver spoon in their mouth. Yeah. <laughs> See, Europeans make a, a riveting uh, movie about it that you know, has class and and intensity to it. We turn it into a TLC show. <laughs> and we're like, yeah. look at that, look at that lady in a mattress. We'll Isn't that stick weird? a pro- we'll stick a in a programming block with my six hundred pound life. Are they related? <laughs> no, but maybe. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> well, technically, it's all in the same universe, so yeah, <laughs> there could be a crossover eventually where the mattress eater, uh, uh you know, helps the six hundred pound sisters. You know, exercise and lose some weight and feeding the mattress. Oh, I was my strange addiction. I cannibalize people with obesity. <laughs> my 600 pound lunch. That's a fucking R.L. Stein book right there. My strange addiction. I like to eat fat people. Cross episode with thousand pound sisters. Oh, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. We put them in. We'll a, just see what happens. We put them in a room together. For we six put them hours. in a big biodome, like in the movie Biodome, <laughs> and we're just gonna see what happens. I look forward to the in fifty years if we can fully simulate human interaction, or at least crappy human interaction, virtual reality shows, <laughs> where it's just like Kevin and his wife. Are on an alien planet fighting a fucking xenomorph. How do they die today? And you could just like simulate virtual people's death in a bazillion ways for shitty drama. <laughs> you know what would be actually really interesting? Um, you gave me this idea. It might have been done already. Um, but I've always imagined like in a reality TV show like Jersey Shore or some shit like that. Being a fly on the wall. Just seeing how people are sometimes. What if we had cameras like everywhere in the house and you could like VR jump into the house and just be a fly on the wall? Well, you were were just going to have a lot of perverts going straight to the bathroom camp and (laughs) keeping it parked there. Of course, there's got to be a bathroom camp. Yeah, but that's That's all like the draw. That's gonna be the fucking most viewed cam by a bunch of people with preferences. (laughs) But you know how we can how we can avoid that is we release the we dox everybody who goes to the bathroom (laughs) cam. Look at this pervert. But you're gonna have the the super perverts who are like, I want them to know. I don't care. (laughs) 
<laughs> Let them know. I'm Nazi scientist Leo Spichema. No, I want them to know. <laughs> oh, fuck. So do these? Wait. So these have been out for a while. These have been re-released. Yeah. Are there any are... IMDb reviews for Swallow? Uh yes, there are. Um. I want to see what them. people have to 59 say. 59 user reviews for About Swallow. J-Law's eating habits. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll kick it off with a 10-star review. Um, oh, this is 10 out of 10 from Miguel, uh, March 17th, 2020, St. Patty's Day. The summary caught my interest. I did not have too much expectations, but this movie is small master. No, there's an A in there. Is a small masterpiece, visually appealing, and the script is excellent. Haley Bennett perfectly fitted this role. It's impossible not to sympathize with her character. I would say this is sort of a drama art house movie, so don't expect any horror or thriller vibe. Although still exciting, with many uncomfortable scenes, this movie is far away from boring. I should also mention the sound slash music was fitting very well in this movie. Okay. That was read exactly as it was written. Five out of eleven found it helpful. Well, I see a one star that says worst movie ever <clears throat> from PS Expert Ten. <laughs> this movie starts with a frustrated woman who swallow all kinds of objects. Boring garbage from beginning to end. Don't watch this stinker. The best part was the end sequence from the ladies' toilet. Oh? Where women were coming, leaving and washing their hands for approximately five minutes. That maybe give you a clue about how interesting this movie is. Oh, Uh, okay. Kind of gives me... Gives me some clue about your preferences. (laughs) Yeah, you like ladies on toilet. Okay. Turlets. That's where the dicks hang out. In the turlet. Uh, well, there's this one that just is 6 out of 10. Uh, 7 out of 29 found it helpful by uh, Nick, Nick Zatz. Uh, well, ticket had a fine taste. <laughs> oh, wait, oh, wait. Is this a full? Okay. No. That's it. Got it. Take it. That was it. <laughs> it's, it's a nice little punchline. swallowed line. it. Yeah. Nice. All like right. Imp- oh, oh, zero one. Okay. Amazing psychological drama from L. De- from L. Wilcox. Oh seven three eight nine. Apparently, there are a lot of L. Wilcoxes in the world. This is not a thriller or horror movie. This is a somewhat horrifyingly accurate representation of someone trying to fake it till they break it, along with people who initially care but absolutely don't get it. This is almost spot on. I work with people with trauma, with mental illnesses like these, and similarities in tone, facial expressions, concerns, dress, attempts to garnish approval of lifestyle to feel complete, are all scarily accurate. It's also very satisfying. First review ever, 
Just go into it knowing what you're getting and you'll be impressed. I agree with reviewers who said character study. Zero F1 found that helpful. A general theme of these reviews, both good and bad, is like it's not a horror movie, which I guess it tried to market itself as. Well, that is one of the tags on here. Probably is about as scary as the boy who ate Fear Street. (laughs) So, uh, one out of ten. Impossible to empathize with main character. Okay. Well, this this guy is going to be conceded. And uh, warning, spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen this. I don't care. (laughs) I understood how out of control Hunter felt. And I won't judge her pica disorder as this is what made the film interesting. But her decision in the end scene paints her as a selfish, immature person, and it's very difficult to empathize with her. I fail to see what type of control over her life she believes she actually gained, so she will go back to her retail job and be a wage slave. Is this freedom? Whilst her husband was not a nice guy, I felt as though she simply traded one bad apple for the other. It also felt like cheap revenge to, oh, kill an unborn baby simply because she wanted freedom from her past life. There must have been a third option for her, and I feel as though she did not have the capacity for introspection required from someone who find themselves unhappy and in need of control over their life. The actress did an outstanding job in the role, and she was the only thing that made the movie watchable. But still, 1 out of 10, 12 out of 29 found this helpful. <laughs> this guy's just like, actress did an amazing job. I fucking... But I didn't like it. I went on, yeah, I went I went on a journey there in that review. That was magical. This, These are some of the more cogent reviews I've seen for movies. There's not a lot of verbal diarrhea coming out of here although i found i don't know we'll see what this one is as in store by hamper snow dash two eight nine zero five this is hamper snow come in big papa um anyways ten. four out of ten should come with a warning uh seven out of 24 finding this helpful after i watch a movie like this i feel like it should come with a warning more hollywood liberal propaganda ahead watch at your own discretion Haley is a great actress. And <laughs> wait, Haley? Haley yeah. Bennett. Mm. Haley Bennett is the okay. actress. Wait, wait, Haley Bennett. It's not J Law. It's not, not J Law. No. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? It's just her twin. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, she looks like J Law. Um, it's like legitimately surprised by that. <laughs> I was. Uh, Haley is a great actress, and the performances are wonderful. The movie is well shot, but the film is filled with one-dimensional characters, and none of it rings true or based in reality, especially for such a subject. Once again, there are clear good guys and bad guys, and life is just not like that. Throughout the movie, I kept asking myself, who acts like that? Certain characters do and say things that seem to happen only in movies. The movie calls on you to feel sorry for her, and there's going to be a segment of viewers who are going to find her character completely unsympathetic. I am one of them. Unless you're in the mood to swallow, pun intended, more liberal nonsense, I would suggest avoiding this. Is it because of the abortion that he wrote that review? I guess. 
I, he didn't elaborate on it. He just well, assumed that we all understood what he was talking about. I gotta when imagine she, when he says liberal propaganda. <laughs> they are the same person, though. Not gonna lie. <laughs> they do look really similar. Look- J-Law has a much bigger forehead. And more rounded chin. Those are like, those are sliders. Yeah, but like, <laughs> it's like the eyes and. The similarity. I'm not. I'm, up, yeah. yeah, I'm not mm. saying they're like, if you just. Well, oh. What Haley Bennett really um, needs to do is have her nudes leaked. And then she'll really pop off. The fappening 3.0. Actually, what's, let me see if there's any out there. <laughs> uh, what's her? I'm trying to find Jennifer. I feel like there was a movie that she was, that Jennifer Lawrence was in where she was like almost wearing a similar costume. Or like, what's her filmography? Maybe I'm just like totally fucking making this up in my own mind. Um, it's possible. I guess not. I guess I'm thinking of some. It was one of the. It was. It wasn't Red Sparrow, but I thought she was in like another femme fatale spy movie or something. Oh, okay. I don't know. I think Red Sparrow is the only one she was in. Okay. Then never mind. What is this? The the oh, she was on the Bill Engvall show in 2007. I sure. This is I'm just looking at her old her like her old filmography because like I feel like I don't know I don't know when when she really broke into the mainstream was like um, Hunger Games X Men First Class I guess um yeah I think she was on the upswing there I don't remember if Hunger Games came out first what Silver Linings Playbook was the thing that I remember her getting big for oh yeah okay. I thought I thought it was a uh, Hunger Games that she got big for but. When did that first come out? 2012? Uh, the same yeah, year X-Men. as Silver Linings. Okay. X-Men First Class came out uh, before it, though. So she could have had a little bit more clout <laughs> from that. Um, so, the Beaver from 2000. I'm sorry, I have to pull up the description of this. The Beaver from 2011. Mel Gibson is married to Jodie Foster. And he adopts a beaver hand puppet as his sole means of communication. Oh, I feel like I've seen trailer for this. I want to see that movie. (laughs) Yeah, it's one of those like, stop, you have a problem. No, I don't. (laughs) No, I don't. (laughs) Bitch, the only problem is you. (laughs) Stop it, beaver. (laughs) I didn't say that the beaver did. (laughs) Oh, God. That's how I should start communicating. Yeah, that definitely won't backfire at all. <laughs> There's absolutely no way that this could ever come back to bite me in the ass. Just like, uh, I'm trying to relate this to games somehow. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling for you. That's, Jake has a wonderful expression on his face. <laughs> I wish y'all could see this. 
it's such an adult expression just such a truly like it's just something white people have man he's just got that face like he's something came up it is cubicle like there's a fucking error with the printer he's like Uh i don't know how to fix this that old Must place a of call day. on over to IT. <laughs> They'll get back to me in a week. Um, I don't know. Something about remakes, because it seems like there's remakes out the ass in gaming Hollywood right now. That's what I... Gamey wood? The, the gaming community. Because uh, we just had um, Final Fantasy Seven. I think it was Seven remake come out. Yep. And people are creaming their jeans over it dude yeah we talked about last week how it was very well received i'm seeing and i'm seeing shots of it just like on tiktok and whatnot um and it does look good i gotta say it makes me kind of want to play the game even though i never played any of final fantasy 7 but like i probably won't get it (laughs) because that's such like a community thing it's like oh i've been waiting for that remake for a while I just feel like I'd be a, a imposter well, if I didn't if, play the original. If the remake can't oh. appeal to new fans or new audiences, I think it's going to have a problem. I can weigh in on this. You should play the remake because the original Final Fantasy VII did not have like a journal feature. So if you ever stop playing it for more than like three days in a row... Like, if you skip three days without playing it, you would not remember anything that you were doing and could not go back to look at it. Oh, that's rough. And I, I hope they the updated version includes a journal. I would assume it would. But that would be, like, my number one feature. Like, you could just re-release old Final Fantasy VII with a journal, and it would be uh, perfect. 10 out of 10. <laughs> yeah. But and um, to all you saying, oh, just use your own journal. No, that's not. The fuck uh-oh. you. <laughs> My own journal does not are. automatically keep track of itself in the writing voice of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the the one thing that's really interesting with all these remakes is like, it it makes you when you go back and play these remakes and how it makes you see. That like this is how it, it looked like to you when you first played Final Fantasy or some of like that, like your, your original remake. If yeah. that makes sense, I no, I felt that with the Master Chief Collection because you could yeah. toggle between the remastered and like original graphics. And I was like, you know, fucking when I was eight, this switched to the original graphics yeah. looked like this in my head. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it looked like amazing, but then I just go back to the old graphics now and I'm like, yikes, I played this. Yeah, go back like, to the other one. Oh <laughs> god, god, no. Yeah, I used to like switch back and forth a lot, but then I'm like, no, Halo One was ugly. Just fucking get that out of here. <laughs> Let me remember it like the masterpiece that it was. <laughs> uh, but honestly, yeah. like that, and especially with like Resident Evil uh, remakes coming out as well, like people are, are saying the same thing. Uh, yeah, Resident Evil re- Three remake just dropped. The remade Nemesis. Uh, that'd be pretty neat. <laughs> that there's mods already out for. You can turn them into Shrek. <laughs> of course, that was the first. That was day one priority in the modding community. We gotta get <laughs> Shrek in this game. I want Shrek chasing me. <laughs> Nemesis Shrek. 
Um, speaking of remakes and remasters, it's the return of the King boys. The but can it run crisis memes will return because <gasps> Crisis Remastered is coming to the PC with ray tracing and higher resolution textures. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. For another decade, Crisis can be the benchmark <laughs> in which all systems are judged. By all computing systems and industrial heating units can be judged. <laughs> Can it run? Can your furnace run hotter than Crisis on my PC? Although um, uh, there is some cause for concern, uh, because well, hopefully there's two different versions because they are planning to release it on PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. So if it's a unified version, it can't be that demanding. But Jesus. Running Crisis on Nintendo Switch. I never <laughs> thought I'd experience this day. Is my Switch gonna like start shaking? <laughs> Run Dude, it like dead ass. <laughs> the original Crisis. I haven't played Crisis Two or Crisis Three, but I'm sure they were similarly challenging. But the original Crisis still, like, if you crank up all the settings, still, even on my 1080 Ti, like, I mean, it can run it fine, but it like. It pushes the 1080 Ti a lot more than the game from 2007 has any right to push that graphics yeah. card. <laughs> <laughs> Considering what the top GPU solution at the time was, like they fucking built Crisis for hardware that was still five years away. <laughs> That's fascinating. Nobody can run it at max, but at least you have the option to try. <laughs> Yeah, like the 8800 GT was the top GPU of it that day when it came out. Before they even started the GeForce line of GPUs. My God. See, I like that, though. It's, it's nice to have like a future-proof game that you can still, you know... There's future-proofing, and then there's that. <laughs> like, that was extreme. <laughs> oh, they're really... They're really putting stock into the game. They're like, this game's going to be out for 20 years. <laughs> this is going to oh. make Grand Theft Auto look like a, a Call of Duty game. <laughs> <laughs> well, they come out with one every other year. <laughs> uh, what's the story on fucking like, Valorant? This is just, oh. just like, it's just CSGO with some abilities, but also owned by China. We touched yeah. on this last week, didn't we? Okay. So yeah. I've, I've watched some games. Yeah, so uh, if, if you miss it, uh, Valorant is like CSGO. Uh, it's like a search and destroy kind of thing. You plant a bomb, whatever. Uh, but the twist, I guess, is um, you have abilities. And your agent has different abilities that you can buy. Uh, most of them seem to be like a, a wall or a smokescreen type effect. Um, and then I think you charge up your ultimate over time and then that's a you know it's a it's usually a pretty overpowered pretty powerful uh thing you get it every several rounds um it's really uh closely related to csgo as in like there's angled shots and you really gotta you know get those corner shots it's pretty crazy i've seen some people play it and it's it's fast-paced high strategy type of game um mm -hmm. Uh, there is some news that came out with Valorant. Uh, there is some uh, new maps that are being uh, revealed. There's some pictures of some stuff. So 
they are coming out with new content and I think that's what they got to do to stay relevant. It seems like a lot of streamers like the game. Um, but I, I don't know. I think you have to be, you have to like that style of game to really find enjoyment out of it. It doesn't really appeal too much to me. Yeah. It, I don't know. It's just, it wasn't super exciting. I, I think I'd rather watch like Overwatch for my team-based strategy games. Mm-hmm. If you have any doubt left of, of whose side we're on in this, uh, Tencent is a Tencent is a Chinese puppet of the fucking the Chinese government. Well, it it's was not, uh, not Chinese puppet of the New Zealand government. Well, uh, it's made by Riot Games. Oh, Riot. Like, also yeah. a puppet of the Chinese government. Possibly, yeah. I, I don't know. Also general, just uh, fuck, fuck nards. Yeah. Speaking lot, of China, of in there. China to ban online gaming and chatting with foreigners outside of the Great Firewall. After the... After Joshua Wong placed a pro Hong Kong free Hong Kong message in his uh, Animal Crossing village, um, China has begun to crack down further on online censorship in the gaming space, realizing that that was an area where they did not have total authority over expression. Yep. Uh, Pros, the eternal stopping of the human soul and crushing of the freedom of information, which would otherwise promote uh you know the truth pros uh less chinese hackers on my fucking servers yeah um but it's not just online gaming there will be new laws that will not allow for zombies and plagues map editing role-playing or any organizing a union in games i can what's sad is i immediately understand exactly why they have all of those in place. Yeah. I say, I think thankfully, like the market has just sort of, uh, settled in such a way where American designers don't necessarily have to be beholden to the whims of the party to, uh, do it in the same way that Hollywood is. Yeah. You can guarantee, I can guarantee you that even if it wasn't an American thing, if it didn't, get huge in America, you would not have any plague or sickness-based movies for a long time. Yeah. Likely not. Alrighty. Uh, next up, it's sticking with ray tracing in the news again this week for the beta version of Minecraft with RTX. Um, it looks nice, but it still looks like unmistakably, you know, Minecraft. I was like, Minecraft RTX ray trace. Wait, what? Blocks? Shadows? Yeah, I mean, like, here's here's the uh, there's a video and some stills in this article, um, and like, yes, it looks quite nice for Minecraft, but at the same time, it still looks like Minecraft, and the just sheer crazy amount of GPU power to uh, run this is staggering. Um, Yeah. So here is some of the benchmark results. Uh, The PC Gamer uh, test rig here running a Core i7 9700K and an RTX 2080. So that's the second best 
ray tracing card available on the market with okay. a very solid uh, or third, I guess, because the 2080 Supers card um, with a very capable CPU. So at 1440p, RTX enabled uh, and the dynamic super sampling enabled, 67 average frame rate with a minimum of 51. For Minecraft on a 9700K and a 2080. Now, do you think that's do you think that's just like an optimization thing for the game? I, I, I mean, it's just they threw every ray tracing effect into it. It could get better with optimization. This still is in beta, so there can be performance enhancements. But I think it's just going to be really hard to run because of all the ray tracing effects they might dial it back a bit because of this or they might just be like you know we're pulling a crisis we're designing for hardware <laughs> five years in advance waiting for the 2080 you know founders edition or some shit but can it run minecraft <laughs> but um, can it run minecraft <laughs> ray tracing beta that's that's bananas ah jeez. RTX enabled DLSS 2.0 disabled. Interestingly enough, brings the frame rate down to 30 frames per second on average and a minimum <laughs> frame rate of 22. That's not even like human motion passing. What, what's that word, you know? What is that, DLSS? Uh, dynamic learning super sampling. Um, it it's a more advanced super sampling thing. It's like super anti-aliasing sort of deal. I feel like that would help. That it's rendering the scene in a much higher resolution and then downsampling it to the display resolution to increase sharpness. Oh, that's weird. But okay. Um, it's actually nice. I'd run it on a few games on my uh, monitor here because it's only fourteen forty p, but I can run the game at a higher resolution. Mm, um so i'm thinking that first one was rtx disabled and dlss enabled because otherwise that doesn't make sense uh but i don't know so rtx disabled average frame rate 192 minimum 118 at 1440 at 1080 uh both enabled 8367 uh rtx enabled uh, dynamic learning super sampling disabled 5038 and then RTX disabled 208125. So it's uh, it's gonna make you chug if you try to run it all topped out. <laughs> but I have a good cooling system. That's, that's fucking insane for Minecraft, too. That's just it's just so the main strength of Minecraft is that it can run on a fucking potato. I know. I can run on that. It, it, honestly, that that's just maybe just one of the the profound things about Minecraft is that you can see it in so many places, from the top echelon to the potatoes. <laughs> you can literally run it on. I think it came pre-installed on a Raspberry Pi that we used at my work, and then we played it at work <laughs> of this little Raspberry Pi edition of Minecraft. That's pretty sick. I'm not gonna lie. Um, so 
lastly, Sony is giving PlayStation 4 owners two, three games, but it's actually like, I believe five or four or three games for four or three games because you can now redeem until May 5th at 8 p.m. Pacific time, which would be 11. Yeah, 11 Eastern. Um, you can redeem your coupon for Uncharted the Nathan Drake Collection and Journey. I don't know much about Journey, but the Uncharted games are, you know, classics of the PS3 era, and Mm -hmm. you get three of them in the Nathan Drake collection. So Journey is also an indie darling for the PS. So, because it's a lot of popular shit. Pretty pretty good value as uh, and all for free to help you stay inside during the. Outbreak. All right. That's all I have for gaming news. So let's talk about something that is a lot better than I remember it. Yeah. I'd have to agree. Yeah. Honestly, for a third installment of this kind of slapstick comedy that never took itself super serious, um, I expected it to be a lot more campy i remember it being my least favorite of the three and thinking pretty poorly of it but Mm -hmm. when i watched it again last night because i like you know i watched the first two religiously almost but like very rarely do i ever watch the third one uh i was like this is a lot better than i remember it being yeah it's it may still very well be the least of the three oh it for sure is (laughs) Does not mean it is not still a banger. And yeah. I think I think I described it once as if Austin Powers one and two are comedy gold, Austin Powers three is comedy silver. It's still a comedic precious metal, but it's just intrinsically <laughs> less valuable. I think yeah. it should be I think it should be more like Austin Powers one and two are comedy platinum and then Three is comedy gold. Gold. Just, gold. Just gotta stick with it. Uh, yeah, it's it's a because this uh, movie I think also got a lot bigger in terms of, of just scale of production. I feel. Oh yeah, I mean definitely this had the biggest budget, uh, but weirdly the worst this... CGI. <laughs> I think it, yeah, I saw like 63, 63 million budget. Mm-hmm. Like, what did Austin Powers 2 have? Because that was the one that I, you know, at this point it was a full-on, like, cultural thing. Because it was early 2000s, and of course, 70s was the the throwback era. Oh, half that. It had $33 million for budget for two. Yeah, so double the budget. Nearly, yeah. Double your fun, put in Britney Spears mm-hmm. with double income. And, you know... Quincy Jones, Steven Spielberg, Tom Cruise, Kevin Spacey. That one didn't age so well. Danny DeVito. It's so weird to see, like, what, where where are they now? Because this movie was two decades ago. and It's like we're in a different world now. Because I see Vern Troyer and I'm like, oh. Yeah. And then Gwyneth Paltrow (laughs) to know that she's, like, fucking made trillions of dollars in the Marvel Universe. 
and peddling her goop shit. <laughs> goop. <laughs> yep. Kevin Spacey is actually Doctor Evil now. <laughs> uh, Michael Caine. You know, yeah, that's another the, weird like, one. Like the icon that we that we know and love to be Alfred. What a weird Master time! Wine. What a weird time in history where Mike Myers was the star over Michael Caine. Like you go back and look at this, and you're like, "Wow, Michael Caine is so much more famous than Mike Myers is." But at the time, Mike Myers was at the peak of his popularity. Honestly, Beyonce yeah. was was still still had some shred of humility and humanity left in her. Yeah, she was not, not like fucking a good ascent to like Xerxes godhood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seeing Beyonce, this not- era of Beyonce reminded me for some reason that like as a young boy, uh like Beyonce was the first lady I ever saw that made me feel a certain way, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it was that you know what it was? It was that fucking direct TV commercial that she did where it was like one of her music videos and she's just in like this tight, like gold one piece and a lot of like yeah and i was like yeah that's making me feel a certain way what what's going on here i'm getting a new status report from a region that i never get status reports winky what's happening private what's going on down there status report i'm at full attention sarge This movie proving once again, Canadians had the heart of humor. They 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 took this. They had the fucking yes. That is the one. (laughs) Good job, Jake. Tracking it down. Video unavailable. Wait, do I have to go on YouTube to wait? Okay. Yeah, yeah, you have to watch it on YouTube. Uh, 2007 full version. Yeah. (laughs) Upgrades. Talking about an upgrade. That's fantastic, yeah. No, there was, there, yeah. I was, I was really taken aback because I completely forgot about the beginning of the scene with, with all the cameos that were in, it, and I was like, holy shit. Yeah, Gwyneth Paltrow. That was the one that like 30. really stuck out to me because I had been watching, you know, John Tron's goop related content. <laughs> I was like, wait, Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, I, the the craziest thing about that commercial is thirty bucks for Direct TV. Yeah, <laughs> it's well now because they have internet. They're just like, we'll just make it fucking sixty, and it'll work. Yeah, it'll go. I for- ridiculous. They called that. Uh, did they say what the the name of that movie was that they were the filming in Austin Powers? Austin Pussy. Austin Pussy. Because yeah. <laughs> Pussy. they have all the all the down in the cast. They have all of them down there. Tom Cruise. Famous Austin, Austin Pussy. <laughs> yeah. And then Steven Spielberg, famous director, Austin Pussy. <laughs> they even had one for like a DA, like down to director's assistant. I'm like, wow. <laughs> That's an in joke for the Hollywood people. It's just, yeah, they, yeah. there was, it was interesting what kind of things they put in. Cause like this is a movie, this is very much a movie where they took the through, it's like a kebab, really. The, the skewers, the through line of the story. And it's always been that way in Austin Powers, right? We have this, the through line of the story, and then you you put on the chunks of comedy and entertainment that you want on there. 
And this one was like this is like the uh, the veggie heavy skewer at the end. Like you you want you have the ones that are just like your lamb and your onions and all that shit. And then you have the one for like your vegetarian friend. We're like we're just gonna double down on the dance numbers and the really meta jokes. <laughs> there are a lot of there's a lot of like the Hollywood dancing thing. Like it didn't it wasn't bad. I was just like I noticed it more. I was like wow there's like four like dancing with backup dancers segments in this movie. <laughs> like everybody gets one. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of that. Uh, Beyonce, I think was the weakest co-star. Uh, mm-hmm. Very talented vocalist. Uh, not as talented an actress. <laughs> yeah. Yes. They, uh, I think they did pretty well with having her in. It's like, um, you know, it's like when a famous athlete comes and does a match in, in wrestling. Yeah. Like, she just didn't quite have the comedic timing necessary to pull off uh, a role like this. Mm-hmm. It is very... I, that that timing is toit. Yeah. Yeah. I um, noticed... No, go ahead. I noticed that I laughed a lot at the... At, like, just Dr. Evil's, like, fucking around... More than the because I remember all the huge jokes and gags and set pieces. So those are just like for me, I'm like, yeah, that's a great fucking joke. Yeah. You know, what's and kind of I, funny is I remember as a kid, gold member being like the funniest part of this movie. But like when I watched it last night, I was like, you know what? I I everything around gold member is a lot funnier than gold member himself. Mm hmm. I, it's just things like when fucking Doctor Evil turns around in a trucker hat. Like that's a that's a five second bit, but that's that I I was laughing. <laughs> yeah, I was like guffawing. Son at of a bitch, pile of monkey nuts. I've used that with you for years, Peter. And my friend Nick and I have been using that for over a decade now. Uh, how about no, you crazy Dutch bastard? Is something I say almost daily. No. <laughs> I want that fucking. I want that uh, reaction gif, especially when someone Dutch does something crazy. <laughs> Just something like insane. I'm Dutch, isn't that crazy? <laughs> I'm Dutch, isn't that weird? Yeah, there's. there's I, I agree with you. Yeah, there's the little subtle jokes that I think I missed when I was younger by just being overshadowed by the big bits that they were doing. And the, the small stuff really stood out to me this time. And that's where it, mm-hmm. it, it hit its peak. And of course, the greatest scene in this movie. When Austin and Minnie Me fight, <laughs> when yes. he switches oh, yeah. over sides, I just love the sound it makes when he swings that sack and it hits the steel beam. It just goes thunk and he stops moving. <laughs> I laugh so hard I fucking wheezed. Smashes them through the table with the overhead swing. So visceral. (laughs) And and even just kicking it off where he like punts the, and it's obviously a dummy into the fucking (laughs) fridge. And then it hangs on the dummy for a beat. And that's for Troyer again. <laughs> I I love all the little things in this. Like I know I start noticing like, you know, we've watched enough where it's now detail watching. Like when Austin visits uh Dr. Evil in the Supermax facility, like the super jail. Yeah. And he's pissing and he zips up his fly and you turn around and he has a fucking full body zipper. <laughs> like, how did you like I don't even know if that was intentional or not. If that was just like a little one. 
for, yeah, for, I could almost see butt. how I laughed at that. I could almost see how like these were shot. Like I could like see behind the camera with like Mike Myers just doing the whole Doctor Evil half without any like <laughs> stimulus from the other side. Yeah. Like I could just see that in my head happening, and like I noticed like how long the or like how sharp the cuts were. Uh, like it's mm-hmm. clearly like this side, that side. Whenever uh, Mike Myers was doing a scene with two characters in it. Yeah, but his energy just fucking it it wipes that away. Oh no, like, I'm not complaining. Which it's is just stuff which I is noticed. great. Like, I, even though like the tech, you know, he didn't have the technology, you had the fucking skill to make up for it. Yeah, I mean, they did have the technology. They fucking green with the when he's walking around with Minimi's legs. <laughs> you could, I could see. I don't know if that was the velvet or if that was like the crackle of a green screen. I don't know, but there was well, a painful. Kind of fuzzy. There was a painful green screen uh, when they were escaping the facility on their scooter, the prison. Yes, <laughs> like, it reminded me of the fucking Kanye. What was that Kanye video where he and Kim were on the bicycle? I don't know. Oh fuck! Let me find it. Let me find it, kids. It was a famous, it was like a big fucking deal music video. And then James oh. Franco and Seth Rogen covered it. Yes, I know exactly what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bound yeah, 2, Bound yeah. 2. Yes, I know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Because James Franco and Seth Rogen did the, cam- the parody of it. It was so <laughs> fucking funny. Like, yeah, Bound 2. And then, of course, I got to I gotta show you Bound 3. It's, it's fucking naked ass Seth Rogen on a motorcycle. Oh Jesus! I just the, the fucking still is enough. I have no need to click on that video. I want to click on that. Holy shit! That's so funny. Uh, so so yes, that's what that reminded me of. Um. Uh, I don't just I'm you know I think about Dr. Evil rapping yes that was I, good oh god classic it was great yeah. in the jail it's so funny stick that in your pipe and smoke it even though it's, it's just nowhere near any flow that's what makes it gold um Dr. Gold. Evil is escaping <laughs> 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 he plays the fucking banjo music like I don't need to go we don't need to go through the fucking story of this look Dr. Evil gets Goldman back in time goes to give fucking meteor or some shit Austin's gotta reconnect with his father there's themes of fatherhood and and uh, daddy never loved me <laughs> that's that's the story kids um it's there so that you can have it, and then just, this just, subject just is dead jokes to and me. jokes and jokes. Some big, some small, some with uh, some with wavy hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the fat bastard scenes in this were great. The wire fight. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, my wire oh, fighting my, team. I got Eddie. <laughs> hey. I feel like I missed that when I first watched it. Oh, that was. <laughs> this time I'm like. Get ready for my ultimate wire fight and maneuver has been shouted while my friends and I have played fighting games for years. <laughs> <laughs> it just it they're all so 
beautifully encapsulated. Yeah, it's like you can just pull them out. It's weird. Like this, I feel like it might be the most quotable because I feel like I use more quotes from this movie than I do any of the other two, despite the other two being a lot funnier. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's an interesting element of comedy that, you know, really good comedians have a good handle on is kind of that spectrum from like continuous threads of comedy and lots of little like uh, isolated bits. Because like I think of like some comedians like Dave Chappelle where, where he'll just tell jokes and then he'll like connect it with a through line at the end. And you're just like, <laughs> I've got my mind blown by comedy. <laughs> For for example, uh, the one that pops in my head is Dave Chappelle talking about the four times he met O.J. Simpson. <laughs> it's a bit that takes like 10, 20 minutes. But like it, it runs as like a like a baseline to other jokes. There's like it, he has multiple jokes in the air at the same time. It's it's a really, you know, he deserves his fucking awards. Dave Chappelle's a genius. Yeah. Um, and this movie, I think, has, uh, you know, this and the other movies, it's they kind of technically comedic, technically, you know, <laughs> they're uh, they're playing on those same techniques. Yeah, for sure. Um, um, and it's I my big thing about this and looking back and watching this, enjoying it for especially for the time that it was in and everything that was that was there in it. I don't know how this would work today. Like if they were making Austin Powers four or Austin Powers, the reboot at this point, cause it's been 20 years, you know, nineties, nineties, early two thousands, 2020 <laughs> or whenever. Um, I don't know how it's just, if we live in a different world, I feel like Austin, I have yeah. jumped forward a few decades yeah, I mean, it just, it wouldn't, I don't think it'd work. I don't think people I, are, for the same reason that Jerry Seinfeld doesn't do shows on college campuses, it's the same reason I don't think it'd work. People don't know how to laugh and have fun anymore. That's because they'd yeah. be too critical. And, they'd, they'd want, like, too much of a story, and they they want, they don't look at it as, like, a comedy bit the entire time with, like, a, you know, shallow story spread across the top of it. And they they try to dig too deep into it, and then they'd probably be offended by one joke, and then that would ruin spoil the entire movie, maybe uh, for them. I, I I'll uh, this didn't have any. I don't think you know jokes that would I think uh, offend people, but except, mm. <laughs> except for the Dutch, there are certain segments <laughs> well, of the populace that I could see being offended by some of the humor in it. Um, I, I don't even think it's about being offensive. I think it's just, I'm coming at it from the point of view is how comedy is not necessarily digested because we watch this and I laugh the same way that I laughed as a youngin. Uh, but the way comedy is produced and the kind of the, the production paradigms around what comedy, how you make it now is a lot different from 20 years ago, you know, with the. It's it's what we've always been saying is that comedies don't happen. Comedy movies just don't happen anymore. Um, and that's due to a lot of things. And wh whatever whatever changes are behind that are the same ones that are going to impact trying to make a Austin Powers movie. You're gonna, 
I feel like what would happen is it would be like a Ghostbusters, not as bad as a Ghostbusters remake, you know, but what I'm saying is where it caters more to the nostalgia and goes for comedy that it can't do because all the comedians who would have made, who would have helped make it like really fucking pop, you know, and who would have like polished it to a fine, to just a fine, shiny head. Uh, they're, they're on the internet making their own shit right now. And they're all doing like their own thing. They're being YouTube and Vine and TikTok entrepreneurs. Um, I, that's one of my, that'll be one of my fucking like just baseless conjectures about comedy now is that now that you can just make a moderately good living or like there's a chance of you doing moderately well in the digital space, there's not as much drive to have writers who really fucking perfect their art and do like uh high budget high production comedy yeah you see that a lot because sometimes people who got famous in the youtube space get plucked out of that space to do you know something more conventional and it just does not go well what's her name well, Lindsay sing or something like that got a late night talk show and is like yeah mm-hmm. universally reviled for being not funny the fred movie um i counterpoint uh yeah kyle uh on snl i don't remember what his last name is uh he's the guy who did like the sporty uh videos on youtube uh he was on youtube for quite a long time finally for us jake retrieved this for my for my uh approval uh and now he actually is a, a writer and uh actor on on uh, SNL and is doing a very good job. And actually um, that's one of the things that uh, Gus Johnson uh, tried to, he he made a rant about SNL's first uh, quarantine uh, comedy routine and how it kind of like flopped almost. There Mm. were a couple good things. I think there was a couple uh, certain actors who, uh, or certain writers who actually gave a really good performance and did a bit and and made some good comedy, but for the most part, it kind of flopped and kind of just, uh, I think, just didn't hit its mark exactly. And what he was saying is like, look, you have certain people on the SNL team who are used to this internet age of comedy writing, like Kyle, uh, for example, uh, and he like they, they need to utilize them a little bit more, and I don't think they were. Uh, but mm. but yeah, so it's there are some instances. For the most part, it seems like they kind of fall flat. Oh yeah, uh, for sure there is a. I think there is a. It's a membrane. We'll call yes. it. You, you can get through it. Always exceptions. But it's, yeah. Um, yeah, but I think I think this is an instance where it you know he, his writing was left to kind of flourish whereas some other people's may have been kind of reined in by some higher up people which mm. kind of now on an optimistic note instead of talking about the death of pr- produced comedy in in american media um i want to say that if they can pull it off they'll fucking go gangbusters i mean my god Think of it, the entire like generate a generation of kids who have not experienced like that kind of joke, those kind of jokes with that kind of quality. Like 
instead of just really weird, awkward humor, like Michael Sarah type jokes and like, eh, I'm so weird and awkward, having a big movie with a fucking smooth comedian with like his own, like a very clear comedic voice um, with the kind of, I never thought I'd say this about Austin Powers, but like the subtlety <laughs> and and fine touch of an Austin Powers movie. Cause it really does. Like when they, I just think about the way they use innuendo and, and like euphemism and no shit. It's not the, it's not a fucking finely woven, like silk scarf of a fucking right, you know, scene that's written. I'm thinking of like the Mr. Roboto scene where it's the subtitles. I mean, the, the whole gag is really funny. Um, and the euphemisms, but the euphemisms aren't the most like super creative. Like my, I have a huge rod. Yeah. My ass is happy. You know, I just like, I don't know. What I'm trying to get across here. I, I think, don't know either, but I, I think it's a step. What I'm saying is, it, it would be a step up from internet. The spirit. Humor. I think it's 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 a dish. It's like when your grandma pulls out a secret dish that she never had before, but she's like, but she knows how. To, it's like her famous one. You go and listen. You're like. This is amazing. Why don't we have this? It's like, well, it's because you've been going to McDonald's for the last fucking six years. God damn it. So it has a high ceiling, but it also has a high floor. So you got to get a scamper on up there. Um, and that's the challenge, I think, for Austin Powers 4, should they uh, accept it. Well, it was at one point in production, but I don't think it's going anywhere. What? Austin Powers 4? Yeah, at one point it was in uh, production. I am actually on an article right now looking it up. I was just curious about it. Um, so there has been recent updates uh, as close as just a month ago. Uh, so the director, uh, what's his name? Something Roach or something? Uh, I had it right here. Anyways, um, the director of the Austin Powers movies, uh, Jay Roach, wants to do another sequel. And it's and I think Mike Myers wants to do one as well. Um, I think they're in communication, just talking about what they want the movie to be. Really, they just—that's a good they, sign. Just not sure they they want to nail down what exactly the movie wants to be before they start it. So we're still very far away from a movie. Um, mm-hmm. I am confident that a fourth one will happen. I still think Mike Myers is interested in the character. He hasn't lost it. Uh, he still has definitely a hit left in him. And there's definitely the interest from the directorial side. Problem is going to be the fact that they can't do Vern Troyer anymore. Um, yeah, many... I think they, they will just write him out. I think that's probably the best thing to do or something. Or I don't know. Maybe they'll they'll have like a fucking... I don't know how bad... If this would be good or in bad taste. Because Vern Troyer, he seemed like a pretty like down to earth guy who would be down for like kind of a self deprecating joke at his own expense. If they did like so a little too. fuck, like you had, Oh, if Mike Myers didn't even want to be in like, that's weird. I know it's weird to say if Mike Myers didn't want to be Dr. Evil in this, hear me out, but you have his tombstone and they have a little tiny tombstone <laughs> that says mini me. That'll be yeah, they, great. they definitely could. I mean, I think they'd probably clear it with the family. I think people are pretty sensitive about this thing. And, and Vern Troyer was on the comedy side, so you know he's not him and his his fellow colleagues, people who knew him best, would know what he would want. He was um, like a fucking and, like he and was a, like a wee bro. He's really chill. And a, a small, not 
no pun intended, but a small joke about his death or some some bit that they do, uh, I think would be in in okay taste just to push the story in that direction and make sense for Vern Troyer not to be in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it has to be tasteful and yeah, it has to make sense. Um, but yeah, so. And you know what? Like the the last thing I'll say about this, at least before I, I don't know before you have finishing thoughts on gold on gold member or the rest of this, um, is that this would be the time to make Austin Powers four because it has been like it's been another couple decades. Like it's another time jump. So you know a lot of the same sort of like this isn't the two thousands anymore, Austin. This is the twenty twenties. Yeah, this ain't the nineties anymore. Whatever. Yeah, this ain't the nineties anymore, and like, it's it's if you even want to do a reboot, it's perfect. Like the time is, it's right. This is when you should do it. Just be decisive, um, but be decisive, but not hasty. I guess is my advice. I, but for, I also for the writers who are listening to this cast for advice, like, what do we do? Oh, fuck, I'm stuck. Be decisive, but don't be hasty. About part it. of me, I think the time where I wanted an Austin Powers four is kind of past. I think, uh, you know, at this point, it's probably better to leave well enough alone. Yeah. Um, um, I, I don't I, know. I, I, so I feel like if anybody can do one of these movies the right way, it's the Austin Powers genre. And maybe if they can produce a movie that, pops off and is really really good uh it will show people like hey this is the format that can work try Mm -hmm. doing something along the lines of this i'm hoping that's what this movie could show if it does come out but if it will we don't know it's all up in the air it's uh we won't know i will just say i wouldn't hold my breath on it Uh, yeah i'm not i'm not because the first time i heard about this movie going in production was like 10 years ago so yeah but there's i mean there's articles leading up to you know march yeah no i understand there's been developments on it but sometimes these movies stay in development hell for years and never get made yeah and rarely are they as good as they could have been (laughs) the one thing that i found from this totally unrelated but jim carrey's return reportedly returning as the uh the mask in space jam 2 the... like wait hold the fuck right, up there's a that lot in that fucking... headline <laughs> lots of digest that was there. that was almost as dense a headline as john travolta to star in fred durst movie yeah I don't know what to say. I mean, there it is. As the mask in Space Jam 2. <laughs> okay. I, if it's a kid, I don't know that I, there's a lot of just the, the potential of this headline is magnanimous. It's ginormous. Um, because it could be anywhere from like full on, like weird ass crossover to just a cameo. Yeah. Yeah. Where he shows up. He's like, I'm in the wrong movie. And then he just like scores a slam dunk and he just fucking uh, tornadoes out of there like the Tasmanian devil. Yeah. I, either way, it'd be it'd be amazing. I'd be OK for it. Yeah. I mean, um, I'm surprised we never got a proper sequel to The Mask. Um, yeah. 
not yes there were there were never any sequels yeah. Uh, so the report there were says, never any. There wasn't fit Son of Mask. Well, the report says he'll be uh, returning as one of the referees in a basketball game, so more of a cameo than anything. Okay. Um, sure. Sure. I, I mean, well, he still well, got well, it. Yeah. And we saw as Eggman, he still he still has the magic. He can, yes, he, he definitely does. Yeah. He can Crazy magic. Turn you on. It seems like one of those warm up pictures, Jim. You know that actors do when they're like. I gotta get back and get some chops on my recent record on my recent resume, um, for stuff. And you know, Sonic Sonic is not a small thing that you do to say that you've been you've been busy recently. <laughs> it's a little more than that, but you know, it also serves that purpose for any project that he would be maybe even more driven to do. It's like here, I've I've been on big big ass fucking bunch of movies. Let's go. Yeah. I'm not I'm not washed up. I'm not old. <laughs> we we are the world. <laughs> Peter, you're just in some other kind of zone right now. Um, I, all right, he's not a lonely celebrity trying to help coronavirus. Anyways, yeah. Any final thoughts on Gold Member? Um, you know, it puts a button on things reasonably well. I, uh, you know, if you're gonna watch them, I'd say you can watch all three. But uh, this is the one I still feel that this is the one I am least likely to go back to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if you haven't if you haven't seen any in a while, you can pick any of them at random and they'll all be fine. Um, it, there's not a strong push for me to like choose. There's not like the best one. Um, yeah, you can pick any of these at random and you'll be fine. Uh, and of course, I guess this goes without saying. Yes, I would recommend this movie to everyone. Go watch it. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah like, watch it. If you've never seen early two thousands comedy, like don't go, don't go looking at the slop. Go look at this shit. Late nineties, early two thousands goodness, right here. All right, for sure. Yeah. Uh, stop by the stream tonight on Twitch or Mixer. We will be playing something. I'm not a hundred percent sure what we're doing. We're kind of out of stuff to do in Borderlands. I I have some ideas, um, for some. For some least tabletop stuff, um, if not other video game stuff, stuff. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll discuss that and figure it out. But it will be a good time, no matter what it is. I can promise you that. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, you can check out our social media to know exactly when we go live. Sometimes we're a little early, sometimes we're a little late. Uh, Twitter at Stud Saturn, place to go for that. Facebook.com slash Saturn Studs or Saturn Podcast. I'm not sure. You can just search Saturn Studs and I'm sure you'll find us. Uh, You can also go to Uh, Saturn Studs. Our ongoing battle with the Etsy supplier (laughs) continues. Uh, You can also go to (laughs) SaturnStuds.com, which is just the easiest way to get links to everything you you need or want. That's Saturn Studs related. All right. Well, until next time, be well, stay safe, stay indoors, Keep six party like it's two thousand two away. Party like it's two thousand two or nineteen ninety five in our case, and um, we'll see you in the next one. Keep it groovy, baby. Peace. Bye bye. Well, all things considered. <laughs>